At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A warmer from below. Welcome to Bluffy Las Vegas for Gus Kessoops with myself, Greg Eames Peterson, now part of the Beast and Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. Joining me in segment number two, we're going to be joined by Tristan Freeman. He does tremendous work over at Bussin' Brackets, and we're going to be taking a look at what we've seen the last 48 or so hours in college basketball. We've seen a pair of guys that were expected to be big parts of their team from the Big 12 no longer be at their respective school. We've got a few coaches that are currently on leave, and the interim coaching regimes are having to hold it down slash the I think the more proper term for it is the associate coaches are holding it down while they do take a little bit of a leave of absence. So we're going to be diving in there. We're going to be talking about how big scheduling is for some of these teams. And we're also going to be talking about teams that at this point of the offseason, we still have question marks with because of some of these two-time transfer waivers not being approved slash denied quite yet and being stuck in limbo. So we're going to be talking about that with Tristan here in segment number two. Here in segment number one, we did see a big piece of news in college basketball on Saturday with Jose Perez now being out of the fold for West Virginia. So certainly going to be diving in there. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, do have one of two ways we all fire those in. First one is my ex timeline at underscore one Keep in mind, Larry ZM, naming does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And the big thing that we saw in college basketball on Saturday is the mess that is West Virginia just continues to get messier. Jose Perez is now out of the fold as it seems as though it was academic issues that caused Jose Perez to now be out of the fold as it's just very, very rough right now for West Virginia's Raekwon Battle is someone that needs a waiver in order to be out there on the floor else. You're looking at a backcourt that you're going to have Kirk Kreese and you're going to have Kobe Johnson and then you got South Wilson and not a whole heck of a lot else. This team was able to add some size with a Cook Cook coming over from Georgetown. You obviously do have Quinn Slizniski who comes in from Iona as well, but this is a very rough situation for West Virginia. As with Jose Perez, I will say, he did flame out the one year that he was at Marquette at more of the power conference level. He only had three points per contest that year, but two years ago over at Manhattan, 19 points, four and a half assists per contest. Never was necessarily a guy that lit it up from three-point range, but was expected to be very good and being a pop up Kirk Reese in the backcourt. Now, has become the Kirk Reese's show, and we saw at Arizona sometimes... 
It could be a very, very dangerous game. Jesse Edwards, obviously, still at West Virginia as well. He's a versatile big man that is able to give you a lot down low, but you have to be wondering how this backcourt is going to be looking because if Quan Battle is able to get that waiver and he's able to be approved, not that it's necessarily got a lot of depth, but you know what? You're able to maneuver with that. If they don't have Raekwon Battle in the fold, then you're really looking at a rough ordeal. That's currently a question mark that is very much top of mind for West Virginia. That's a question mark for a lot of these teams. Are they going to have their full allotment of guys with regards to these two-time transfers? We're going to be diving in on that. With our good friend Tristan Freeman, we're going to be taking a look at Kansas now that Ontario Morris has been dismissed from their program. We're also going to be taking a look at the Donovan Klingon injury as well. What does it mean for UConn? Was it smart that UConn decided to have things? Let's call it what it is a little bit easier with regards to the first few weeks of the non-conference portion of their series and so much more. So that chat with Tristan is on the flip side here on Cusco Seats with myself, Greg Eats and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. With myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And it's always great to be joined by this man as we've got Tristan Freeman aboard. He does amazing work over at Bus and Brackets, taking a look at this game that we all know and love of college basketball. He is based out there 
in the great state of Pennsylvania, holding it down there. You've heard them all throughout the offseason on this podcast. Did a great job with my ACC preview as he does a great job following everything big and small with regards to the sport that we all know and love. And you're able to follow him on X at Hoopsnut351 all together. And Tristan, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on again, Greg. Always appreciate you. And Tristan, we saw quite a bit in terms of the Big 12 over the last 24 to 48 hours or so. But let's talk about what happened first with something that occurred about an hour or so before we jumped on to do this podcast. Jose Perez is no longer with West Virginia, apparently due to some sort of an academic situation. So he is not going to be out there on the floor for West Virginia this year. And how do you gauge for one, just the situation as a whole, and two, West Virginia, now that they're not going to have Perez, because it just feels like for the Mountaineers, this entire offseason has been one big, giant mess. Yeah, I don't envy the situation that interim coach Josh Eiler has had to deal with. I mean, he had to re-recruit Jose Perez when he entered the portal because the team just don't have any wing depth. If we assume that EMU transfer Noah Farrakhan is not going to get a waiver to sit out this year, all eyes now looks on Raekwon Battle, the high-scoring transfer from Montana State, because if he can't get a waiver, you're going to have the likes of Kobe Johnson and Seth Wilson start. And they didn't get a lot of minutes last year. We don't really know how good they're going to be in Big 12 play. And they literally have no depth outside of the international freshman, Ofri Neve, and who knows what he'll be able to contribute. So this could be a situation where it's just Jesse Edwards, Kirk Carissa, and a bunch of unknowns. And that's a scary proposition to go in the Big 12 when there's just a lot of offense elsewhere. But ultimately, we didn't know how good Jose Perez was going to be. And if he was a potential locker room issue for them, then maybe it's better off for the Mountaineers. But ultimately, they still needed the score and that he could have potentially provided. Yep. And I mean, on top of that, they don't know if they're going to have Raekwon Battle out there on the floor as well, because he needs to petition for one of those waivers as well. And as we've talked about on the show, I believe the two of us, as a matter of fact, have brought this up a few times. Not looking so rosy for those two-time transfers as well. So a very bad situation for West Virginia. Fortunately for Kansas, they've got depth, but they also had to toss someone off of their team as well in Arterio Morris. Bad accusations to say the least. I am not going to comment too much on them because it's an ongoing situation. So you don't want to be throwing stones when you don't know exactly what has happened. but. If he's even half guilty of what he's being accused of, not good to say the least. And I'm putting it as politely as I can. But with regards to Kansas, how do you think that they're going to be functioning now that Morris is out of the fold? Because I thought that he could be a relatively versatile player for them. And they certainly do have quite a bit of depth, but it does have to lead to them changing some things up. Yeah. And if Zach Laments, who originally transferred out this offseason, was but, was, yeah, but was supposed to come back in red shirt, if he's not actually playing, the Kansas is down to nine guys. That's a lot of death concerns. And knock on wood, you hope that there's no injuries, but you can never can tell. The good news for them is they did have Nicholas Timberlake, the sharpshooting transfer from Townsend, joining them as well. And he was likely going to be the sixth man, assuming Ontario Moore started. He's now going to start alongside Harris, and he gives them needed shooting. But again, not all mid-major transfers are successful moving up. And if he struggles, then they're in trouble because they they have no other backcourt depth outside of a Marco Jackson, Jamari McDowell, two talented freshmen. But again, who who knows what they're going to provide? So this could be a situation where it's going to come down to Hunter Dickinson and 
guys like McCuller and Adams having to provide more offensively. This this Kansas team, I think, probably has the best four or five man rotation in the country, but the depth is going to be concerned when you compare them to the likes of a Purdue and, and Duke and Michigan State because any issue or even if a couple of players get in foul trouble certain games, they don't have anyone that can step up in their place to keep them in it. Yep, and I think that that was so interesting that you brought up Clements because the first thing that came to my mind when I heard this news that's joining me on the show, we do have Tristan Freeman. He does amazing work over at Bustin' Brackets. Was perhaps they can have Clements be able to play a few minutes and they go with a little bit of a bigger lineup, certainly. I was also thinking that now Nicholas Simberlake has to have a little bit of a bigger role. But do you think that that could be an option for Kansas? A team that, I mean, it's typically not a team that's going to be rolling out their whole bunch of bigs or anything like that. But I do think that Brad's reconsidering having Clements redshirt is probably in their best interest at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky, though, because he's the clear third big man, assuming that Santa Clara transfer Parker Braun is good. He originally left because he didn't want to be stuck in a Jeff tar and be played like five, six minutes. Ultimately, you're going to have to play him because you don't really have true depth unless the Australian freshman Johnny Furphy ends up being really good. But now you're going to need Furphy to play more minutes after, four, after three because when McCullough sits down, you don't have anyone to replace him. So I think you do have to play Clements. You're hopeful that he's able to contribute. Otherwise, if he's not able to start out with nine men, and then who knows what happens throughout the year that can decimate things even early. So Kansas could be a team that has national title aspirations, but run wrong move throughout the year can absolutely take them out of it. And let's go to another team that has national title aspirations that is currently dealing with a situation of their own. They didn't have to toss anyone off the team, fortunately. This is actually something that happens on the court, and that's the fact that Donovan Klingon sounds like he's going to be out about a month or so with a lower body injury. Now, with UConn, I would not be surprised if they perhaps set them a game or two just to be safe because their first three opponents are Northern Arizona, Stonehill, and Mississippi Valley State. If they have a problem in any of those three games, even without Klingon, then we've really got to be having some questions with this UConn team and wondering how the heck they won a national title. But that said, when you take a look at something like this, how concerned are you? Because I still remember there was something similar with Oscar Sheway last season as well. And you could tell that when he returned to the floor after I think he missed a game or two, he wasn't quite 100% until the back half of non-conference play. Yeah, not all injuries are the same, but when it comes to bigs and, and lower body issues, they can last for a while, and, and foot injuries in particular. And the concern with UConn is, can Klingon play 30 minutes a game? They do have freshman Yusuf Singari, who's a four-star prospect, but who knows what he's going to be able to contribute. But the belief is that Klingon's going to break out to be a All-American National Player of the Year kind of guy. If this injury takes that away from him and they got to slow play him through the non-conference, then that's going to take those kind of numbers that he could produce out of the way. But ultimately, UConn's hoping to compete for another Final Four run in larger. So even if you have to just slow walk this until January and just, just play him a little less minutes than he normally would, that should be fine. And they're loaded everywhere else on the roster. So I don't think it's a huge deal just yet, but... We also can wait to see when the next update, because who knows? Maybe he has to wait another couple of weeks. Yep, absolutely. Unfortunately for UConn, with the way that their schedule is set up, those first few weeks of the non-conference slate are not necessarily too difficult until 
really you hit that month of December. In the month of December, that's where the rubber really starts to meet the road. They've got Kansas, ironically enough. They've got UNC and the Jimmy V Classic. Middle of December, they've got Gonzaga, and then conference play really starts up for them December 20th. So if they can just hold down the fort in the first month or so up until that December 1st game against Kansas, I do think that this team is going to be fine. It's Tristan Freeman, who does amazing work over at Bustin Brackets, is going to be right here on Coast to Coast Hoops. And how do you evaluate situations like this with some of these teams? Because I do think that it was very fortunate that UConn did design it to where a lot of their easier non-conference games are more in the front half. Meanwhile, you do have some of these teams that they did have to go out. They did have to play some very challenging games with like the Charleston Classic, some of these MTEs very early as well. And I do think that when you do challenge yourself very early, you've got a lot to gain. But at the same time, you do have a lot to lose as well, especially if you're a team that has quite a bit of turnover that is looking to just be able to find your identity slash chemistry towards the beginning part of the season. Yeah, I mean, there's no perfect strategy to go about it because you need to have a competitive enough non-conference schedule to get an at-large bid because one or two bat losses can put you in a deep hole entering league play. But at the same time, some of these teams do need a little while to get together, especially those who are starting freshmen and freshman ball handlers. It's nice to get their feet wet with a couple of average to below average D1 opponents and sort of get them acclimated because if you start them off, say, facing a Marquette or Michigan State team, that could be a problem and it can hurt their confidence. So I do understand teams that want to play a couple of easier opponents to start things out, but you also have to find a way to make up for it later down the road. You just got to hope that those guys are ready for it. Yep, absolutely. And we see it time and time again with a school like Michigan State. I always think that they're such a good example. It feels like they will play anyone on any day at any location. If you want to play at the Breslin Center, that's fine. If they need to hit the road, that's fine. If you want to play on Planet Mars, willing to do that as well. It's joining me on the show. We do have Tristan Freeman who does amazing work over at Bustin Brackets as well. And how much do you take out of things that are also happening with regards to some of these coaches as well? Because we did notice in the last few days, there are a few coaches are taking a leave of absence. Jared Grasso over at Bryant is certainly one of them. And then this one is from a few weeks ago, but it is currently Phil Martelli that is at the home for Michigan, which Juan Howard being out of the fold. And I actually do think that Michigan in very good hands because we recall after the old slap that Juan Howard gave Greg Gard a few years ago in that game against Wisconsin, they were without him for a little bit of time and he was able to hold down the fort. But I do think that these sorts of situations are certainly something to be mindful as well, especially a Bryant team that they didn't do as much of it this offseason, but typically they do bring in quite a few transfers and a little bit of a new rotation. These players and coaches are creatures of habit. So having things disrupted, such as losing your head coach, is, is not ideal a month into the season. But rather that than a week, that's when things can get really turning. Who knows what will happen with the Grasso situation of Bryant, but they do have a fair amount of veterans and a coach that they're familiar with, so it shouldn't be too difficult for them. But ultimately, you know, we have seven months of an offseason. A lot of things have happened, and a lot of things are going to happen. We're going to deal with injuries. We already have the situation with Deshaun Ruffin and Jackson State going down, so now they're going to have to reconfigure plans. Even though it feels like we're close, it's still a long ways before the season, and a lot is going to, is still going to happen, including some waiver decisions, because teams don't even know what their rosters are set. 
are going to look like right now? And that is the biggest question right now in college basketball. And I mean, I'm not even going to call it college basketball. I'm going to call it college sports because as we know, that's been very prevalent with regards to college football. I'm someone that knows quite a few people from Vanderbilt being someone that worked out in Nashville, Tennessee for a little bit of time. And I can tell you right now, that's going to be meaningful when it comes to the college baseball season as well. So that is certainly something to monitor as Tristan Freeman, he does amazing work over at Bustin' Brackets, is joining me right here on Coast Coast Hoops. And you do bring up the two-time waivers, the two-time transfers, what have you. And certainly Ole Miss is a team that has been talked about quite a bit on this podcast along with LSU, but are there a few teams that you take a look at right now and you just flat out can't evaluate them because there are so many questions because I felt like I brought up two good ones, but I do feel like there are a few others. Like for me, Memphis has been one of those teams where I just can't evaluate them because with slash without DeAndre Williams, I think that that makes a really big difference as where they should slash should not be ranked towards the beginning part of the season. But are there any teams in particular that you're having a tough time gauge? just because of some of those questions. Yeah, I mean, going back to the Big 12, which has sort of been the theme of this episode, Cincinnati has two bigs reportedly still looking for waivers. Aziz Bandango, the former defensive player of the year, Utah Valley, and Jamil Reynolds, the transfer forward transfer from Temple. They don't have a lot of depth outside of Victor Lackin, and it's their first year in Big 12. I mean, we know Houston's going to be fine. We'll see with BYU and since uh, uh, UCF, but Cincinnati's a team that could have some talent to be able to compete. I mean, they have C.J. Frederick, Simon Slocosius from Butler, one of the top JUCO transfers, and Davion Thomas, but they're going to need a lot of front court bodies, and just having lacking is not going to work. They're going to need Bandango, who can compete with the likes of Hunter Dickinson and the other top bigs in the league. If they don't get at least one of them, they could be in trouble in league play and possibly finish in the bottom half. I think that you bring up a really interesting team in Cincinnati because I feel like they've been starting to get things going a little bit under the current regime. I feel like they're starting to build a little bit of upward momentum, but to your point, if they don't have Bandango out there, that is going to be really big, and that would change the way that they have to play in general. They'd be leaning a lot more on a backcourt that I think is solid, but I don't necessarily think it's great, and with Wes Miller, I do think that He's a very solid coach, but not having those two guys out there on the floor, that would be absolutely massive, just like it's always massive when we get you on the show, Tristan. You do amazing work over at Boston Brackets, taking a look at this game all 12 months out of the year. So let the good people at home know what's on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, you can find me at Hoopsnut351 on X. You can also follow at Boston Brackets for the latest college basketball stories. I just had an article recently coming out top 25 teams in the country and you can check that out if you like. Tristan does an incredible job taking a look at college basketball. I know that he's coming up with a lot of very unique articles right now taking a look at college basketball from a lot of different ways doing some positional rankings doing some team rankings and diving into all these teams whether it be east coast west coast out there in the heartland of America, he covers them all. Big thanks to Tristan for joining me on Coast Coast Soups, now part of the Visa family of podcasts. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe 
wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Ghost Ghost Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, do have one of two ways we will fire those in. First one is my old X timeline at GNNR41. Keep in mind, letters CM. Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. I'll be with you guys every single day on this podcast. We're down to just four conference previews now. The Big 12, the Big East, along with the Pac-12 and the SEC. I'm probably going to do about one a week moving forward, so that will leave us about 14 days where all the conference previews are done. I'm able to dive in on all these questions that you might have, and we're going to have a successful season. Once we get in season, going to get you guys picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm with you guys every single day, and that means I'm back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 